Basement. I'm feeling good. I'm gonna just freestyle this one. I got a few bullet points with no notes behind them. I'm just gonna drop some thoughts in a, a bit of a catch-up sense as life rolls on. So I hope everybody is feeling just as good as I am out there in this world as we get into the basement. I don't think we're going to go too deep today, but uh, as my wife says, you talk about too much serious stuff. Have fun from time to time. Well, you're not the one who just fell down the stairs. Hmm, it's a little hard to have fun when uh, when you just fell down the stairs, don't you think? Now, I was, uh, I consciously, I con- consciously think about every step, every stair that I go up or down is it's it's I've tripped up the stairs before I've fallen down the stairs before it's a it's a real conscious effort for me to to not fall down the steps and and the first time in at least at least the last quarter century when I don't think about footstep 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 I fell down the damn stairs the other day all right how fucked up is that just a couple days later, I had a VA uh, uh, evaluation. So the Department of Defense Veterans Administration is responsible for payment to disabled veterans. Okay, you could be a disabled veteran due to uh, in-service, uh, just connected injury. Maybe you were separated due to an injury you, you had. You know, your knees went out. You couldn't perform. Uh, maybe it's PTSD. Maybe, you know, there's, there's just a lot of variables. Myself, as an aircraft mechanic. So myself and those alike, uh, we got issues. There's, there's just, there's pain. When you're talking about high level wrench turning, all right, black belt level wrench turning, you're going to have the ailments that come with it. You're always crouched in a weird position, cramped into a small space, twisting, bending backwards, up, upside down and behind your head. Like you get put in some really odd positions. I got stuck. I got stuck in an airplane one time, a KC-135. All right, I was stationed at Grand Forks Air Force Base in North Dakota. They shut our runway down. All right, they sent us to Fairchild Air Force Base in Washington State, Spokane, Washington. Gonzaga's there. Maybe you've heard of it, D1 basketball, real big basketball school. Uh, But we're out there, and uh, I was looking at this plane. I couldn't get something fixed, and I looked up at it. I was like, I think I can squeeze through 
this way and I'm tall enough to reach and that's going to be way easier than going through the other way, which I almost have to dislocate my shoulder to get. Wrong, wrong. Dislocate your shoulder, young man, because I crawled up inside the belly of that plane and got stuck for for minutes, minutes. Now, I mean, it wasn't no half hour or nothing, but minutes just wedged. And I remember being stuck, okay, just trying to be cool. I'm like 20 years old, stuck inside the belly of a KC-135. And I got, you know, my boy, my boy Kyle was talking to me. He said, hey, man, you all right? Said, man, I'm stuck. What you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to try to w- wiggle free. Couldn't move. Couldn't move a lick. I was, I was stuck in a motherfucker. I said, all right. Hey, man, my foot, and I kind of wiggled. My feet were out of the plane. My body was in the plane. My feet were the ankles were the only thing hanging out. I said, hey, man, take my foot. And I I, I wiggled my ankle. I said, pull it aircraft right. He pulls my foot. He pulled it aircraft down. Aircraft down is the same as regular down. And I screamed, tell you what, uh, it would, and it, I mean, if I would have like freaked out and really lost my cool and tried to wiggle hard for, I would have broke a couple of ribs. The way I was wedged in there, I had a spit like the, the, it's called a bleed air receptacle. I mean, that doesn't mean much to too many people listening, but uh, I was like jammed up against that hookup. So that little receptacle would have, it would have cracked at least one rib, probably more. So I let out a little howl. I said, you motherfucker. I said, aircraft right, not down, god damn it. So he goes at it again. You know, a couple minutes go by. I kind of get my cool back, start getting my breath back. And he pulls my foot, gets me, and he's, I mean, he's yanking on it, and he gets a little, boop, just a little slip. It's like, okay, stop, stop, stop. And that's all, he moved me about an inch. That's all I needed, and then I wiggled myself free. It took another few minutes, but but nonetheless, uh, that's the type of shit you go through as an aircraft mechanic, and that's that's a normal day. That was average. That was just boop right middle of the bell curve. That's just a normal, not not an anomaly. Just people get stuck in planes sometimes. You fuck yourself up on planes sometimes. Um, so I, I mean, I got all kinds of ailments these days. You know, post aircraft maintenance. You know, I, I lay on the ground a lot, a lot of rest, a lot of ice, a lot of, lot of heat, a lot of heat, a lot more heat than, well, more stretching than anything else, but a lot of heat. And I got my good days, I got my bad days. My wife sees me really just laid up sometimes, not, she can't do anything around the house, or maybe I slip a rib out of place, or two ribs out of place in a couple of days, and sees just, 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 the pain and I can't move and I can't breathe and I'm just bawling, just tears flowing down my face, not even out of pain, out of what nerves are being hit, all right? I mean, losing losing some feeling in the toes, okay, because things are just inflamed back there and I keep a clean diet, all right? And I try to take care as much of myself as possible physically, all right, to not live a sedentary lifestyle. It's only, it's only, so, only so much I can do. 
All right. And I went for a VA re-evaluation because I'm not satisfied with the amount of compensation my great uncle Sam is providing me based on the level of pain in which I'm in. So when you go for a VA eval, all you veterans out there listening, all you dependents out there listening, all you children of military members out there listening, all you future military members out there listening, everything that you go through physically, medically in the United States military, you need to have documented every hangnail, every time you kind of thought you tweaked your back a little bit, even if it was from deadlifting, that car accident you got in, you got to go, you got to go see your, air, your, your, your military doctor, your Air Force doctor, whatever branch you may be in. All of your documentation must be in place. You break, break an arm, that's automatically going to be in there because you're probably going to go to the doctor. But you tweak, you tweak your, your elbow at work or you, you fall off a stand at work, you don't go to the clinic, you just let that bruise heal, that's not in your medical record. That's not something you can then go claim later. Now, there's a window of time when you separate from the United States military. I believe it's 12 months. You can claim anything for up to a year and it will be service connected. Those rules may have shifted and uh, the, the administration of the Honorable President Donald J. Trump is doing a lot for veterans, actually. So as far as I know, they may be expanded the window. Nonetheless, there's, uh, there's just proper steps you have to take because me speaking for me, from my perspective, uh, based on the fact I have to plea my case through a veteran service representative for the county in which I live. I have to plea my case through the service rep to the VA. Means the VA is not there to support me. The VA is not there to, to compensate me. The VA is not there to ensure I'm cared for. The VA is there to ensure I, I don't get any money. All right, I have to actually be the plaintiff. <laughs> hire, hire somebody. Now, this is all free services, but I have to hire somebody to, to you know, make my package look right. And I'm competent enough where I feel I could probably do that on my own. All right, but a lot of people are not. And that's extremely, extremely unfortunate that we have to go through this whole rigmarole. And everything on your VA disability is only rated unless you have, you know, subjected to a hostile fire or some type of hazardous duty where post-traumatic stress is, ends up in your record. And claim that properly if you deploy. Claim that properly. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, what's wrong with your mental health? But everything is rated on loss of mobility. All right. So meaning I, I can't turn my elbows a certain way without it inflicting pain. I can't push on things without it. You know, I, don't, I have a lot of pain. I got maybe numbness down into my toes tingle sometimes because the inflammation in my back is pushing on a nerve. All right. My I don't know. I, I, I find it all all fucked up because I had 20. I had a 20. I had about a 30 minute. Uh 
interview, I guess, evaluation, the first go around. This, this last one was 20 minutes. So my whole, I mean, I don't want to say livelihood, lack of a better term, but my, my, I mean, my, my service-connected disabilities come down to a 20-minute interview. And most of it is fuckery and bullshit and unkind and part of a system. Hey, in and out, in and out, get this guy out of here. Get, get, you know, this is, you know, get this guy out. But I'm sitting there. Lady Doc says, stand up. Face the wall. We're going to go through some movements. Bend down, touch your toes. I bend down a little bit. So that's as comfortable as I'm going. That's where I start to feel pain. Well, she says, you all, you were just sitting at a 90 degree angle. Said, sitting is different than bending down. I'm uncomfortable bending down because I don't have the core strength to get back up. And she says, with some attitude, well, are you going to be able to do any of the evaluations? Like, I don't know. I got to find out what evaluations they are, but I know that this is as far down as I can bend right now. Okay, well, can you bend backwards? Nope. Okay. And then it was on to the next one. And we did some stuff with the arms, some stuff with the neck. And it was basically in and out of there. And I, I don't know, I just think that's fuckery. Like, there's just so little taken into account for my day-to-day life, the way I've had to restructure my life around my back pain, how I'm laying on the floor most of the time. If I'm at work, I got a standing desk with a nice little cushy pad that I stand on underneath. My hands are getting real soft, you know, it just, just from being just a, a white-collar office worker. All right, so I get in and I sit down for a little bit, but that aggravates the back. So I stand up most days at work. When I'm at home, I'm stretching, nonstop stretching, stretching, laying on my back, resting, a lot of heat, stretch, heat, and every now and then some ice if something really flares up. But that's how my uh, VA evaluation went. So results pending. Uh, I I mean, ultimately, I'm looking for an increase in my disability rating based on just degradation of injuries i got slipped several ribs out of place in the last few months and that's not sitting great with me like it knocks me out of commission for days a week like it's it's unreal the uh i mean the the condition that i keep myself in is a i mean it i I don't know how to phrase it it's just it's another level of what i have to do just to be able to walk around comfortably every day Every day, the amount of stretching that I put in, the amount of clean eating, the amount of just standing at work versus sitting, which is for the better, and probably people should probably do that. But just ultimately, just overall betterment and care for the body. As I think about just being here for a long time, as comfortable as possible, as I as I play just the the you know legacy through longevity uh, game that I've discussed before. But I don't know. I'm, I'm ultimately, I'm very unhappy with the system, and that comes down. That's I mean, that's my answer for a lot of things. I think a lot of systems are fucked up, and this is just another one of those government evaluation systems or government uh, programs in place that's complete and utter bullshit. When you separate from, let's say, uh, the Royal Military, Royal Air Force, Royal Army, Royal Navy, whatever over there. I don't know if that's specific to England or if that's a whole UK thing. I think it's a whole UK thing, and I don't know what happened with Brexit, what their military is even looking like these days. But you walk in with your, your separation paperwork, and 
hey, I got this, this, and this. These are my ailments. And they say, thank you for your service. Here's your compensation. I'm sure that's a little bit of hyperbole, but their system is not set up the way ours is. And I don't know, it angers me. It saddens me. It confuses me, uh, which saddens me and angers me. So it's just a whole lot going on. Uh, I don't think I want to talk about it anymore. I bought a ticket to Minnesota today uh, for in the near future. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. I got, uh, I notified a couple of few people, let them know I'm going to be rolling through for just a couple days. I got a couple quick pit stops. Uh, I got some, I got some credit with my tattoo, man. And this um, this pandemic's hard on everybody. All right, tattoo parlors were some of the first ones shut down and some of the last ones to reopen. But but my man's up and running now. So so uh, I got a call. We we're actually supposed to to speak a, a couple hours ago, but it was uh, it was husband and wife quality time night in the Rain Manor, and bro didn't call me. And I didn't call him back because I was kicking it with Mrs. Rain. So I'll, uh, I'll holler at uh, Aaron Armstrong with Shark Tooth Tattoos. Amazing artist. Just went, just the lightest of touch, the cleanest of lines, the, the most inc- just interesting style. Just, uh, just everything about that man's artwork I loved. I mean, he's a, he's a biracial dude born in 1985. With uh, with the wife he loves and two kids that are aren't too far apart in age, so that's uh, that's one of my spirit animals right there. But that dude, uh, we get down. And I'm really excited to to get some ink, and I'm but even even more than that, I'm gonna touch down. And depending when my tattoo appointment is, I might schedule that for right when I touch down. Uh, but if I don't do that, I'm going straight to Matt's bar. Fight me. Fight me about it. I'm going to Matt's bar. You better believe that. That's the the last meal I had before I left Minnesota. That's the last meal I had before coming a parent. That's the the first meal I had as a married couple. Matt's bar is my jam. So I'm, I'm very excited. They got burgers. They got hamburgers, cheeseburgers. They might have hot dogs. They got grilled cheese. But what made them famous is the juicy Lucy. Best one in the Twin Cities. They got competitions uh, across the city. And I don't care what your restaurant name is. I've had your Juicy Lucy. And you ain't fucking with Matt's Bar. You, I will till till I die. Put it on my tombstone, even though I ain't gonna have one. Put it on my metaphorical tombstone. Matt's bar beyond death. R.I.P. Fucking Daniel Rain. God damn it. Uh, but Matt's bar. If you're ever ever in the Twin Cities before you go do anything else, go to Matt's bar. Get you. Here's here's my guide. Here's my guide to Minnesota. All right. First and foremostly, visit the motherfucker. Okay, Minnesota is absolutely worth visiting. Go in the fall, some September through early November. Starts getting to, to mid, late November. It's, it's getting cold, and you might get snow. Now, if you want to go see snow, wait till just December, January, February, March time frame. Those are, those are your gaps. But to, to really... Enjoy it. Get the beauty of the the autumn leaves changing colors around the city. Driving through the lakes. This is how you go about it properly. All right, you fly in. 
get you a room at or near the Mall of America, okay? You don't need a rental car. You're going to be staying near uh, the light rail. There's public transportation in Minneapolis set up real proper. So stay by the Mall of America, okay, by the light rail. And you hop on the light rail, all everything you need to see is right there. So go through there. All your restaurants are off the light rail. It goes to downtown. You're going to hit uh, Target Field where the Twins play. All right, you're going to hit U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings play. You're going to have a stop uh, at the Target Center where the Timberwolves play. All right, that's just the blue line. That runs north-south. You can go east-west to St. Paul from Minneapolis to St. Paul. Hop on the green line and get dropped off at the XL Center, all right, where the, uh, where the Minnesota Wild play for hockey. So you got all four major sports right there on the light rail. You have the Mall of America. Restaurants galore. I mean, go downtown Minneapolis. It's like any other major downtown city. Every, the food is bomb. Restaurants are bomb. Now, and I'm speaking pre-death of George Floyd. So I don't know what any of that's looking like right now. So, in fact, let me just bite my tongue. Maybe those are no places you want to go. But, uh, you know, as far as I've heard, things kind of settled down. There's still some areas you got to worry about. There's still lackluster law enforcement. There's still some defund the police going on. And uh, maybe you're not going to be safe and go in a few neighborhoods. But you shouldn't be in those neighborhoods if you're from out of town anyway. Stick to the real. And don't and may, and maybe take a cab if it gets too late. You may not want to be on the light rail after midnight these days. I don't know what the city's looking like because if you're going from from downtown to the uh, to the Mall of America, you're going through the hood on the light rail, and you just never know what's going to happen. Although that being said, the light rail is pretty safe. They keep pretty good patrol on there. It's well lit. There's enough people on there. Where I mean, it's not like a it's not like the New York subway. From what I hear. But I'm looking forward to, to getting up to the Midwest, breaking the monotony of uh, being in Tucson every day. You know, obviously, I, I miss the fam a little bit. I'm actually dreading that. Just not, I just don't like being away from my boys. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but it's going to be a good trip. I'm going to hit Wisconsin a little bit. I mean, ultimately, this trip is to just go see my stepdad. Everybody else I get to see is just collateral. It's just extra. It's just... Just extra, extra uh, positivity, but uh, I've hollered at a few people, let them know I'm coming, but uh, everybody keep that on the low. Keep that on the low, but let's see. Speaking of trips, I uh, between the last two episodes, the little two-parter, episode 48 and 48.2, I took a trip, talked to the universe. Uh, I mentioned that on one of the last two podcasts. But it's still, uh, still thinking about it. Still in the, in the forefront of the mind, and it, it was just an odd one. I took, uh, I took enough psilocybin where I thought I would blast off to the moon, but instead, I got left behind and didn't go anywhere. Um, I don't know. It's difficult to explain if you're not in that mentality and that lifestyle. But, I mean, I, I had an amazing time. And uh, the love that poured into me was, I mean, it, it was beautiful. What I was able to feel was, you know, two or three houses down, there was, it sounded like high school kids. And I think that's the age of kids that live in the house. But they were playing in the pool. 
and jumping off like the balcony of the second floor into the pool. Like I, I saw that, like I saw the shadows because, you know, they just got out there having a good time laughing. And it was never, oh, these fucking kids, they're ruining my night in my backyard. It was all just, I was absorbing their love. I, you know, a car drove by, you know, I could tell he was hitting his nitrous. I could hear that. And I, you know, kind of jumped in with that dude. Man, just feeling he's having the time of his life driving fast. Here's some motorcycles just, just ripping. You know, I heard a couple street races going on. The part of town I live on, there's, there's a drag strip nearby. So here's some, here's some street races going on. And, and it was all love. I was absorbing just all that love. And then the things kept coming to me that were me. It was just... This instance, when you were 13, hanging out with these three people in this person's living room and had a good time, and then it would jump to another moment in time, just as obscure and meaningless, and then another, and then another, and it all. And then a few people kept coming to me. My my oldest son kept coming to me. Just the thought of uh, one of my childhood best friends, his dad, kept coming to me as a, I presume as a you know, strong and powerful man, a father figure in his household. So it was just, it was interesting. But what it ultimately felt like was that my conscience left and left me behind and went out and jumped through a few stars, danced through a couple of galaxies, obtained a lot of knowledge and has since came back but unable to give me the wisdom. I feel like a blank slate. Okay, I don't... Refreshed, but not reborn. Is how I've been feeling lately. been feeling good, but a little bit confused. More questions than answers. Every time... Every time I go talk to the universe, I bring a little something back to help me with, with life and, and the day-to-day. But this time, not so much. I was left, uh, I, hope, I hope you've seen Stranger Things. If not, you're going to be real confused. But it's like I was, I was left in the upside down while my conscience went jumping through stars. And, it ha- and, and they haven't been able to fully, fully merge back with one another yet. So one, I'm looking forward to the next one so I can try to, try to just tap in and crack the code of whatever the hell happened the other night. It really let me know that I was good. Because after I dropped episodes 48 and 48.2, it's emotional. I got emotional. And not in a bad way, but just, just thinking, was that the right thing? Should I have done that? And ultimately, the knowledge said yes. You did the right thing. You are good. Look at all these moments in your life to show you you are good. You have never meant harm to another individual. Well, that's not true. You've you've never without reason caused harm to other individuals or knowingly. All right. So I don't know. Just just coming down, reassessing life. As I do after every trip and taking all things into consideration with the 
with the idea of betterment and just wanting to continue on and carry on and learn as much about myself as I possibly can. And just after, as, as we go, as I start going that way, you know, got some phone calls recently, you know, the last couple episodes, two, three episodes been kind of focused on my relationship with my pop and kind of a bunch of fuckery going on very recently with that one. And I'm choosing to to have nothing to do with the situation other people are trying to create for me uh, because I have that type of control over my life. I'm not going to let anybody dictate my feelings towards me because of how you feel towards me uh, because how you feel towards me isn't based on me. It's based on what somebody else told you about me. So if you want to sit down and get to know me and ask me some questions, I am fully open for that. But until then, uh, I will sit back and enjoy my life. Waking up next to a beautiful blonde every day. Two healthy, strong, handsome sons every day who tell me they love me. All right. I even had I had uh, had one of my cousins give me a call a couple. We're playing a little bit of phone tag, Uh, but it's the same thing my dad did to my stepmom. Had this same cousin calling her trying to, I don't know, either get information or pass things along or try to soften some type of blows. And I don't want nothing to do with it. I'll talk to my cousin, Uh, even though she got shit to talk uh, about a nigga behind his back. And I know that even though I've gave her one of the best presents that I've given anybody in a long time. I had my grandmother on her deathbed. It was supposed to be a secret because my family was dealing with another death in the family already. And I said, fuck that. Death is part of life. Everybody gets to know what's going on with this. So I called my cousin, Stephanie. I said, Stephanie, you got to You got you don't got much time. You got to get here. See grandma before she passes. Okay, that's one of the greatest gifts I ever gave somebody, the ability to say goodbye. Okay, and in fact, that was a two-way gift. Got to, you know, she got to go see my grandmother on her deathbed. And so she got that gift. My grandmother got that gift. And they were able to connect with a few other people out of state who were not able to be their bedside with her. So postscript to that story, when she's talking shit, to other relatives, obviously the relative gossip chain gonna come back to anybody involved. And I heard nothing, it was nothing terrible, but words said, words said about me based on what somebody else had to say who has no credibility just in, in life, in a court of law, and with, with anybody with any damn sense. So at this point in time, I choose to just love y'all from afar. I, uh, I got very minimal, minimal to do with, honestly, most of my family, both sides, but I'm predominantly just speaking about my dad's side. Because I mean, it, it's a bigger, my mom's side of the family, I got, I got two cousins. All right, I got two cousins. I got an uncle who's in a home. He's been in a home since he is 16. 
real bad schizophrenia, and he's a runner. He'll run away from you. Uh, and, and my ma, everybody else is is dead. So it's just really small. And I don't have a great relationship with those two cousins. Uh, but one of them, I could call him right now. He'd pick up and we, we'd have a chat. Uh, we, we disagree on a lot of things. And we'll debate and all of it with, with love and give each other a hug. Last time I saw him, just big hug and love. Uh, but, but, but we ain't talked in a, in a while. It's been a couple of years at this point. And we went 18, 19 yeah, yeah, 18, 19 years without talking between when his dad died, my uncle, and just a f- seven, eight years ago. A big, big time, almost 20 year gap between me talking to to those, that's that, that side of my family. And then my dad's side of the family is just, just something else. It's bigger. They're all close and grew up close and with one another. And I was outside of that. So it's a little bit easier for me to step away and analyze a situation and really realize it's not a situation that's good for my mental health, my well-being to be a part of. And I'm sure that's sad for a lot of people. It's really good for me because what my wife and I are doing, we both come from fucked up backgrounds. Ultimately, just on paper, and we're hitting reset. It's all reset. Let's do some shit a little differently. Let's start some traditions. Let's set our children off on a different path than the path in which that was given to us. Um, I think that's it. I just, I needed some therapy. I think that's what the basement is all about. Um, if we rewind to episode one, reach out. Reach out to me. Um, if you got a story to tell, Let's tell it. If you've overcame something, let's let's dive into it. If you're going through something, let's dive into it. Let's let's really see what's good, what's going on with everybody. So I got a I got a new logo in the works. Uh, so version two is coming. It's actually version three. We scrapped we scrapped the the first draft. I think it's gonna resurface at another time. Uh, and, and some other other type of artwork, but the specific logo, we're uh, we're gonna change it up, and I'm really really looking forward to how that's gonna come out. So, um, yeah, shout out to all my vet check homies, y'all some real motherfuckers. I know everybody has a whole lot going on, so I'm gonna get up out of here. Everybody, be cool. Check on a vet. Hug your loved ones. Chip.
Don't do that. Dancing and 